Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Your word is yea, your word is amen. Your word can do more than we can think or imagine. And I pray that your word will be spoken here today with power, with grace, with precision. And your word will accomplish that which for which it was sent. In Jesus' name, amen. I started a message series before I left, and I did three of them. Uh, We call it the Attitude of the Kingdom. This is our year of kingdom power and kingdom authority. Our power and authority comes when we are in God's kingdom. Uh, But before we can experience the power, authority, and express it, we must embrace kingdom attitude. Without kingdom attitude, we cannot really express kingdom power, kingdom authority, and we we cannot have the benefit of the kingdom that the kingdom confers upon us. I want to remind you, When you get born again, you enter into a kingdom, all right? Except a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Being born again is a gateway to enter into a kingdom. It's not an end in itself, all right? It's a means to an end. The end is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Uh, When you are in God's kingdom, it's a new way of life. You left a kingdom. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, verse, 13, uh, verse 12 and 13 says, God rescued us from the dominion of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness. He transferred us. Hallelujah. Most times we focus on the rescue part, which is just salvation. Salvation means God rescued us, all right? But God did not rescue us just to be rescued. He transferred us. Hallelujah. He transferred us into a kingdom. When you're in a new kingdom... The new kingdom requires a new attitude. New kingdom requires a new way of life. And that's what has happened to you if you're a believer. And if you don't walk in kingdom consciousness, your life will really be a mystery. Your life will not fulfill its intended purpose. Many believers just say, I'm saved, but they have forgotten that they are saved to be part of a kingdom so that they are not controlled by the you know, system of this world, by the, you know, by the forces of this world, Uh, And we are controlled by the forces in God's kingdom. Praise the name of Jesus. So when we are in a new kingdom, we we must have a new attitude. You know, every nation of the world has their own characteristics. All right? Different. I was just in East Africa. Very different set of people in terms of their attitude, their way of life, what they do. Because you're in a different place. You move to a different part of the world, you see a different in terms of attitude, in terms of way of life. The kingdom, even the spirit is the same. Uh, when you are in God's kingdom, it must come with a new attitude. So we look at different attitudes. We talked about the attitude of faith. We're looking at this element and we are saying these are attitude of the heart. So we look at, you know, faith as an attitude of the heart, an attitude of trust, an attitude that believes God is, and God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We looked at the attitude of love. That's our second message. That's very important because we say faith itself works by love. 
without walking in love, you miss out on, you know, the kingdom. In fact, the kingdom is all about love. Jesus said all the laws can be summarized into two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, or your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So love is a very powerful attitude. And we say love is an attitude of the heart. And lastly, we look at an attitude of generosity. An attitude of faith combined with an attitude of love will lead to an attitude of generosity. And as believers, generosity must flow out of us. And we talked about generosity as first an attitude before it becomes an action. Generosity is not a function of how much you have. It's not always about money. It's always about our disposition to life, to things, to people. And people with a generous attitude always have something to give. Praise the name of Jesus. Today I'm going to talk about an attitude that is also very important. I believe it joins all this together. It's an attitude of honor that we must have. Hallelujah. Honor is so critical. In fact, when you look at the scripture, you see the word honor mentioned several times because it's so important to God. If you are in the kingdom, honor must, you know, the code of honor is so critical. All right, people who don't understand honor cannot function in God's kingdom. And that's why we must understand the word honor. Hallelujah. The word honor is the word kabod. K-A-B-O-D came from the Greek word or Hebrew word kabod, which simply means heavy. Or honor means heavy, literally, or weight. But when you use it, you are mostly using it uh, in a figurative sense. So when we say to honor someone, it simply means to give weight to someone. To grant, to grant someone weight, all right, or a position of respect. Praise the name of Jesus. To honor is to esteem. To honor is to value, to regard. It's to really value something or someone appropriately, all right, to, to, to consider them of considerable weight. Very, very important. That's, that's the... You know, that's the origin of the word honor. You know, now from the scripture, we know that all honor belongs to God. All right? God, all honor is derived from him. In fact, Revelation chapter 4 verse, verse 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, or our God and God, to receive all glory and all honor and power. For you created all things. And by your will or for your pleasure, they all have their being. That is, everything derives their being, their origin from God. And that is why God has all honor. So God is the epitome of honor. And honor is very important to God. We're going to look at that in a few, but I just want you to understand that God is the source of all honor. He has the greatest weight. His, if honor is weight, God has the greatest weight. If honor is value, God has the greatest value. And he's the most valuable person. He's the most valuable being. being. Without him, nothing exists. Everything in the world derives his characteristics, his identity from God. The Bible says it is from him all families on, in heaven and earth derives his name. From Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 16. Give him thanks to the Father. Say, From him, everything there is. So everything we see, everything that exists, 
derive its function, its characteristics, its weight, its life from God. That is why he has all the honor. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, but there's another this, but there's something interesting that we read in, in Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 8. I believe that the writer of this was just pondering, you know, understanding how great God is, especially if you look at the account of creation, how, you know, how vast, you know, everything is, how great, how wonderful. And, and the writer started to just ponder on that, and he said, when I consider your heavens, you know, when I consider the, works, the work of your fingers, I mean, when I consider the moon, and the stars, you know, which you're set in place, they, they, they don't collide with each other. I mean, all these things moving in the space, the vastness of it. When I just think about all that alone, you know, and he said, what is mankind that you are mindful of him? I mean, why is human being so important? But he came up with a very powerful thing here. He said, well, you made him a little, a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. So God decides to share his honor with human. You know, of everything he created, he gave mankind the greatest weight. Bible says he, you gave him dominion, all right, over everything. You made them rulers over the works of your hand, and you put everything under his feet. So Apart from God, God decided to share that weight, to share his honor with us. And that is why honor is very critical. We know that that honor was lost. The Bible says all I've seen in Romans 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 23, and that they are falling short of God's glory. That glory can also be translated as honor. The word used is actually the word doxa. But one of the variations of it is also honor. That man lost the weight that God intended for it because of sin. So sin robbed us of that honor and dignity that God has placed upon us by virtue of our creation. And that's why the enemy can have a field day. That's why the enemy does everything he, he likes with men because we lost that position of honor that God gave to us. But praise God, that was restored in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus came to restore that dignity, that honor to us as human beings. Uh, In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, honor is first of all an attitude of the earth. It's an attitude. When we come to the kingdom, we must recognize that the concept of honoring God, honoring one another... Honoring authority, honoring parent, they, they have significant meaning. I, 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 I started this way so you can have a broader picture when we are talking about honor because it is significant. God has done all the honor and he has decided to share that honor and weight with human beings. And that is why it's very, very important. Now, God has the highest honor, I must say that. Now, when we honor God, we call that worship. So the level of honor that belongs to God can never be shared with anybody. I hope you understand that. Now, in fact, idol worshiping is when we ascribe the kind of honor that 
is reserved for God, when we ascribe it to people, to things, then that is idol. And God will never share that honor with everyone. The level of honor that belongs to him. But there are secondary level of honor that God wants us to share. You know, and he has set the kingdom in such a way that honoring one another is so critical to our functionality, to God being excited, to us, you know, living the kingdom lifestyle and enjoying the kingdom authority and kingdom power. Praise the name of Jesus. So today I'm going to look at the different levels of honor. You know, the different level of honor. Number one, honor God. We can go, I'm going to go into scriptures. I want you to take notes. I want you to understand this so you can study them by yourself. Now, honor God. Honoring God is so critical. I mean, Revelation 4, 11, I've shared that. The Bible says, he is worthy to receive all glory and all honor. Folks, we must give God the honor. Our God deserves the weight he is. Giving him honor means ascribing him the level of weight he deserves in your life. You see, how weighty is God in your life? Unfortunately, especially in these last days, one of, the, one of the signs of end time is lack of honor. We are not giving God the weight he deserves in our life. You see, as a person, if you look at your life, different things carry weight. There are some people that have weight in your life because what they say is very important to you, right? There are so many things that are always pulling their weight, just using the word, you know, the, the word we can understand. There are things in our life that is always pulling us. Problems pull us. People pull us, right? Everything trying to get our attention. Everything trying to weigh in on everything you want to do. When you want to make a decisions, when you want to make decisions, there are things that are weighing on that. Sometimes finances become, you know, the greatest weight for some people. Sometimes influence becomes the greatest weight on some people. Sometimes friends become the greatest weight upon some people. Sometimes self-importance, sometimes pleasing people, sometimes peer pressure, sometimes all those things, you know, depending on where we are, depending on what we are doing, the decisions we are, going, we are trying to make, you know, you will find out that there are always things that are just pulling their weight, trying to weigh in on your decision. But as a child of God, as a, someone that is in the kingdom, God must have the greatest weight. That is what he needs. That means his opinion must be the most important opinion. When he issues an opinion, if you really honor him, no other opinion wins. Every other opinion must fall in line. If they don't, they go. That is what he means to honor God. To, his, to ascribe the weight or the greatest weight to him. Because he must receive our honor. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, the Lord was really, really not happy here. He said, therefore the, Lord, therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise the members of your family, God talking to Samuel now, you will minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, be it far from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. 
God said, those who honor me, I must be honored. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, God must be honored. He must be. If he's not honored, nothing works. If he's not honored, your life doesn't work. If you just keep on, you know, living your life the way you want, you don't really give weight to what he says. He said, those who honor me, I will also honor. You know why? Because we all derive our value from him. If you value God less, he values you less. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. Those who despise me. I want to ask you, do you despise God? You can say, oh, no, no, I don't. But I want you to check your life critically. Does his opinion carry weight in your decision making? How you live your life, how you conduct your relationship, how you conduct your marriage. If you are married, if you are single, how you conduct your relationship. In your finances, how do you conduct your finances? Does God's opinion, does he carry more weight than every other thing? The God says, those who honor me, I will honor. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, said these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That means honor is an attitude of the heart. They are not just actions. People can pretend to honor God with their lips. You know, and we know how to do it very well. You know how we do it most? You know, our praise and worship, corporate worship. Corporate worship must be the most ridiculous thing that, it, that heavens look at sometimes. I mean, those songs, I'm scared when I see those songs, right? Those songs are so powerful. Offer you my life, you are everything to me. And God is saying, really? Really? Every knee shall bow before him. And we are bowing physically, so sometimes our heart is far. We are bowing to other things. He said, so Jesus said here, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. I hope you don't worship him in vain. I hope you think critically about those songs. I'm not saying you should be, you should be, you should be scared to, see this, to sing the song. But when you sing, sing the song, let it come. Let it internalize those songs. Let it affect the way you live. Let it change you. That's the essence of worship. Essence of worship is not for us to enjoy it and say, well, what a great worship today. Oh, what a powerful time of worship. No, essence of worship is to change our life, change our reality, change everything we do because we now understand who he is. Praise the name of Jesus. So honor is something that must come from our hearts. In Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. You know, that's what we do. When we give offering, we honor him. But many of us, our offering, our wealth, they, they are not honoring. They are casual. There's no weight. If you look at how you give, or if you look at how you run your finances, and you know, what percentage goes to him? How much to his cause, to his kingdom? If you are in the kingdom, he must be at the top. For some of you, if you look at your finances, God barely get any. It doesn't carry weight. So he's saying, honor God. If, 
It is that weighty in your heart that may must reflect in the way you see your finances. First Corinthians 6.20 says, You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. This is talking about sexual immorality here. That's the background of that, you know, of that, of that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And God is reminding the Corinthians, like, look, I bought you with a price. What that means is your price is high. You know, God bought you with a price. You were sold as a slave. We were sold as a slave of sin to the devil. And it took God to send the son to buy us. That is what ransom means. That's what redemption means. Redemption means to buy you back. You know, God, you are worth the blood of Jesus. I mean, for some of us who think, oh, I'm nobody, who cares about me? No, 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 no. To God, you are worth the blood of Jesus. I want you to tell your neighbor, say to God, you are worth the blood of Jesus. You know, in the Old Testament, it's a life for a life. In the Old Testament, I mean, if you take a life, you, they take your life because that's the equivalent, a life for a life. So God appraised you, valued you, and decided you are not worth goats. You are worth more than goats. He could have ransomed us by goats, by ram, by lamb, by turtle dove. He could have done that. God said, no, 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 no. Your value is more than that. Your value is my son, Jesus Christ. That's why God redeemed you by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So God is saying, look, I bought you with a price. Honor me with your body. Your body should not just be messed up anyhow. It's not for immorality. I own it. I bought it with a price. Praise the name of Jesus. So we must honor God. But also we must honor God's institutions. I'm not going to spend more time on this, but God has set up certain institutions that he wants us to honor. At the top of that list is the institution of marriage. Hebrews 13.4. Marriage should be honored by all. I want us to read it together. Can we do it? One, two, go. Marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all sexually immoral. Look, this is as clear as it can get. You are married, God judges adulterers because you dishonor what God honors. If you are single, sexual immorality, God doesn't look at it kindly because you are dishonoring. Sex is reserved for marriage. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to rationalize it. You know, you can find all these reasons, logics. It's because you don't honor God. It's because his word doesn't carry weight. You know, movies carry weight. You know, those talk shows, you know, those daily talk shows where they talk garbage. For some of you, they carry so much weight. Those magazines, those things, they carry so much weight. And you now rationalize God's, God is clear. It's not joking. It's a marriage should be honored. It's very sacred. It is very sacred. It's reserved. 
The, Jesus said, I mean, God described marriage as the relationship between the church and us. It's the most important relationship. So we must honor it. We must honor God's house. We have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us show gratitude by which you may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence. We must honor his house, the church, the gathering of his people. Deserves honor. I take coming to church seriously because in my mind, God honors it. God honors it. It's not casual. When you come in here, don't make it casual. Don't say, I'll show up whenever I show up. Uh, you know, as long as I get there before the end of service, I've marked register for the Sunday. So a lot of people who grew up in church, that's their thought. They, they just come because my mom, I was taught to go to church. You know, how many of us dishonor it now? I mean, we just sleep whenever we want to go, we go. No, no, no. It must carry so much weight. It must carry so much weight in you that you honor it. And when you are there, it must carry so much weight that you are not wasting your time on social media, texting everybody, answering every call. They can wait. Can you turn to your neighbor? Those text messages can wait. Those emails can wait. They can wait. Those calls can wait. You're not the president. You're not people that you're not saving life. So many people act like they are the most important. They must pick every call. Oh, no, no, no. This is so important. Uh, let me, let me, let me. You know, people do it now. They are praying. They are praying. Someone called. They say, excuse me, God, I got to get this. I got to get this. This is, this is so important. They just, after finish the call, they say, oh, where are we, God? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we just. Hallelujah. Let's honor him. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent. Every knee must bow. Let's reverence. Let's give him some reverence. There's so much irreverence going on in the world today. And it's going to get worse by the day. Get worse out there. Because, you know, it's seen as devalued humans. And we pile on each other by devaluing ourselves. You know, everything that is going on in our society, sexual abuse, you know, murder, you know, the way people treat each other. Christians should not get engaged in that. Don't get engaged in dishonor. It is so contrary to the kingdom lifestyle. Praise the name of Jesus. Number three, we started with God, God's institutions. We must honor all men. Why must we honor all men? Because they are made in God's image. Every person that you meet is an expression of God. 1 Peter 2.17 says, honor all people. You see, that means ascribe value and weight. This is very important. And what's the test? When you encounter people, when you have a relationship with them, do they feel less or more? How do they feel? Do we trash them? Or do we give them a sense 
that they are valued, they are important, that God has a plan for them. So honor means weight, ascribe weight, ascribe value. Evaluate them the way God evaluates them. See, many people miss Jesus because they did not ascribe the weight that he deserved, right? They thought it was common, and it wasn't common. You know, but it's, it's amazing that some common folks just knew. The blind man said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's, that's, he realized the weight of Jesus Christ. You know, but many other people, many great people just say, oh, who is he? Who is just a man? Even in his own, he said a prophet had no honor in his own time, in his own hometown. So people who knew him did not ascribe the weight. They saw him as ordinary. And he was ordinary to them. Saw him ordinary. I mean, people who saw him as God, as great, as awesome. And for he met the centurion, and the centurion said, my, my you see, son or daughter was sick. You know, and Jesus said, I'm going to come. And Jesus said, I mean, the centurion said, I think you are more than that, Jesus. I mean, you can just say a word here. And I believe that my daughter will be healed at home. Jesus said, wow, this guy had more faith than I do. <laughs> I mean, it's as if Jesus didn't know that. Jesus was like, wow, I got a revelation from you now. And Jesus spoke the word, and the daughter was ill. But he honored Jesus. He gave him the value. Hallelujah. So we must give people the value. The Bible says we do not know people after the flesh. We should not see people after the flesh. You see, after the flesh, we see people as common, nobody. You know, generally we tend to ascribe honor, you know, based on position, status, money, looks. You know, those are, that's how we evaluate one another. That's the world system. You see, in the world, that's how we evaluate one another. You know, but in the kingdom, that's not how. Everyone has a value. Jesus said, I'm going to reject some people because they devalue people. He said, I was sick. You didn't come to visit me. I was naked. You didn't come. You didn't clothe me. I was in prison. You didn't care. They said, come on, Jesus. What are you talking about? We are going to see you naked. You think we're that stupid? I am going to see you, Jesus, naked, and I'm not going to do anything about it. I am going to see you in prison. No, 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 no. That's impossible. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're not getting it. I came as one of these people. I want you to ascribe the same honor, the same weight to them. And we, God tests us in this. Many of us, we fail those tests because we, we ascribe honor based on the world, sta- the world standard. And, they, and we fail several times. Uh, but I'm praying after this message that is going to change in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 12, 9 and 10 took it to the next level. It said, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourself. Honor one another above yourself. You see, I struggle with this verse. How do I honor people above me? 
You know, but, I, but you see, the Holy Spirit gave me a very powerful revelation. He said, look, you never know. God might actually reckon those people more important than you. You know, we all walk around with a self of importance, right? We've been told we are the greatest things in sliced bread. Your parent told you you are great, you are cute, you are the cutest person, you are the best. You know, we all walk around with that self-importance that we are better than everybody. So we see people, we think I'm better than you. I deserve the best seat. You know, I deserve this, I deserve that, I deserve that. And the Lord said it, it might be different. You don't know how God is evaluating. God's evaluation might be different. And this is proven over and over again. The prophet went to Jesse's house, you know, evaluated one of the, is it Eliab or one of them, and said, you know, I think this must be the man. Jesus said, no, I've checked him out. He has less value. He has less value. The guy that has more value is not even here. I've checked his heart. He's a man after my heart. You know, this happens over and over again that we have people are evaluated. You know, people, other people evaluate people based on other things. And later realize, you know, God's value is different. Jesus told us the story of, uh, I think, uh, the, the Lazarus and the rich man. On the physical, the rich man had more value. Devalued Lazarus in the, in the parable, right? Devalued him. You are nobody. You sit down there, you eat the crumb. But in God's eyes, Lazarus had more value. Could it be possible? That that person you thought had no value, in God's eyes, they have more value than you are. So be careful how you evaluate people. Treat people with honor and with dignity. The Bible says, in doing so, some people have entertained angels. Unawares. And I, know, I have no doubt God still does that today. These guys send angels acting like nobody. And you look away, you, you treat them like nobody. And you miss your blessing. So please honor all men. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 and 5, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, does not, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It does not evaluate people less based on worldly standards. And we do it. Does not evaluate others because, oh, they don't have the job, they don't have the status, they don't have the money, they don't have the look, they don't have what you think, and you dishonor them. You treat them. James gave us a practical way. He said, don't, don't have the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ with partiality, with respect of persons. In James chapter 2, from verse 1, he said, if there's... If there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come a poor man in filled robes, uh, clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, you stand there and sit here at my footstool. You are dishonoring people. You are making a mess of the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a faith that dishonors people. It's a faith that honors. You never know the person sitting beside you, how God values them. Turn to your neighbor and say, be careful about the way you treat me.
I might just have more value than you do. <laughs> Hallelujah. And but seriously, be careful how, how you treat people. Very careful. Hallelujah. Next, honor your parents. This is so powerful in the Bible. And Jesus, I mean, this is one of the commandments, by the way, from the beginning. God has cried honor to parents. Jesus replied, Matthew 15, verse 3 to 6. Let's read it together. Jesus replied, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Jesus is really giving them a tough time here. He's taking them to the cleaners. He said, for God said, honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. God doesn't take this honor lightly. All right? You might think you're smarter than them, you're better than them, you're cuter than them. There's an African proverb that says, you can have as many clothes as your father's. You don't have as many rags as your father's. Yeah, you might have more clothes than they do, have everything, but you don't have as much rags as they do. You must honor. Hallelujah. So God said, honor them. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But these people changed it. They said, but you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God. God said, look, don't honor me at the expense of your parents. Some of you do that. He said, they are not to honor their father and mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. So we can't change that. You see, God has placed honor. Why must you honor your parents? You, your life comes from them. Does it mean you always agree with your parents? No. Does it mean they must always control your life, tell you what to do? No. But it means you can never dishonor them. You can never disvalue them. You can never. In fact, the Bible says it is the greatest commandment with a promise. In fact, God attached a promise to honoring your parents. He said, so that you will live long. Is it possible that so many people do not live long because they dishonor their parents? Curse. People curse their parents out. Never. There's nothing they should do to you to make you to dishonor and curse your parent out. All right? There's, on, there's nothing your parent can do to you to devalue them, to not support, to not be there, to withdraw your support. All right? You must ascribe that honor. The Bible says your days on earth will be long. Yeah, I'm sure some of us, we've gone, you know, we've, been, we've gone through tough times with our parents, who are not there, we've had parents, and the way you feel about them is really, really bad. But you know, I've concluded that I only have right to control my end of the bargain in every relationship, right? I don't have control over how other people do their job. And sometimes I see that so many of us, that's how we live our life. We condition our obedience on other people's obedience. And that's how we miss, on, we miss out on God. You know, the husband says, my wife doesn't respect me, they are, so I won't love her. The wife says, oh, he doesn't love me enough, so I won't respect. 
Uh, people say, you know, oh, that, you know, that pastor doesn't do what he's supposed to do, so I'm not going to do my part. You know, the pastor say, oh, those, that member doesn't give enough, so I'm not going to be there for their, for their christening or whatever. You know, all this, we condition our own obedience, right, on other people's obedience. You see, I have concluded in my life, I only control me. All right? If I want to control other people, I'm going to, you're going to, I'm going to have a mental trouble. But I can control my own hand. It is difficult, but at least I can control that. And I know that I am going to be rewarded based on my own obedience. The other person might not obey, right? Even in common things, the Bible says, trust people. Well, I choose to trust. See, I, don't, I don't overly analyze, yeah, do they break trust? Yeah, that's on them. That's not on me. I trust them. And God rewards me for my trust. Perhaps the Lord believes all things. People tell me I believe them. Is that what I say? Yeah, that's good. Praise God. I'm not overly analyzing, overly going crazy, overly saying this, you know. No, no, no. That's it. I, my end of the bargain, I can do it. And you know what? God rewards me for my obedience. I know he doesn't reward me for other people's obedience. He rewards them for their obedience. All right? So it's very important for you to know that. So I know we've gone through, this might be a very touchy subject for some of us, but it's important. Honor your parents. Number five, honor people in authority. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor means ascribe weights to them. Give them the honor. Love everyone. Be subject to the governing authorities. You know, so there is no authority except that which God has established. The authority that exists have been established by God. Consequently, whoever, you know, so I'll stop there. But what I'm saying is the concept of honor is important. And don't, just honor. Honor doesn't even mean you agree with somebody. I mean, like I said, you're an adult. You don't always have to agree with your parents. But you don't have right to dishonor them. You can always respectfully disagree. You can always say this is not how it's going to be, but don't dishonor. The same way they were with people in authority. You might not like who is there as president. That doesn't give you a right to go out there and say F you and all these things that people... No, 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 no. Don't, don't live in that. That is not a kingdom lifestyle. That's not. That's not. A kingdom person recognizes authority. I mean, in Jude... And I, you know, just, just, just excuse me a little bit. I need to explain this to you. Uh, if you read the book of Jude, Jude talks about this authority, this honor in some weird way. And he talks about, you know, when the angel, there was a dispute about the body of Moses. So the angel carrying the body of Moses was intercepted by, by the devil. All right? And, uh, and when he was fighting against that, the Bible says, the angel saw the devil and said, the Lord rebuke you. And he said, because, you know, the angel saw the devil as his former boss and still didn't want to dishonor him, all right, and said, the Lord rebuke you. And we see David also manifest that. You see, there can be no mistreatment a leader can give a subordinate than how Saul mistreated David, right? And David still chose not to dishonor. He said, I'm not going to be the one to dishonor and kill 
uh, you know, no, 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 no. That's up to God. All right? So we should be careful in our mind. No, the kingdom lifestyle is different from the worldly lifestyle. And once you come into the kingdom, you are rejecting the worldly way of life. That's it. And that's what makes us different as children of God. Number six, honor the elders who teach and preach the word of God to you. First Timothy, and that will be the last one. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 through 19 says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. Even said this is double honor, especially those who work in preaching and teaching. All right? Honor. Very, very important. You see, we live in a world now where it's so easy for people now to disrespect men of God. Say things that are just unimaginable. Just because people disagree, this person is preaching something I don't agree upon. No, that doesn't mean you should disrespect. See, don't, don't go out there. Unfortunately, because of social media, everybody now can say things. Everybody is smart. Everybody can type their way and just say some things I see are just unimaginable. I think it has brought a lot of dishonor. People just think they can call men of God thief, robbers. I mean, most times based on what you don't even know. Some clips, and you say, these are stupid people. These are robbers. These are, I'm like, what? It, it, that's not your job. You don't agree with what they say? Don't, just don't do it. I mean, nobody's forcing you. Don't, don't do it. Disagree and move on. If you, are in a, if you are in their church or something, I mean, they'll just leave that place. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, don't put yourself in a place where you dishonor someone that is under you. Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's not your job. In fact, the Bible says, unto his master. And this is proven all over the scripture. I mean, we can't have time to go through how God carefully guarded. So don't dishonor. So you must honor, especially leaders who are put over you to teach and to preach to you. Why? Because you derive life from them. All right? A source of life. Does it mean they are perfect? Of course they are not. You see, doesn't mean they are always right. Of course they are. I mean, and you have every right to disagree. But you don't have right to dishonor. I want you to get that difference. Dishonoring is very important. For the scripture says, do not muscle an ox while it is treading out the grain. The worker deserves his wages. Do not entertain accusation. He said, so he talks about ways to do that, obviously, by, uh, by being a blessing to them financially. But he also says, by not entertaining accusation against an elder unless there is abundance of evidence. Don't join people to talk about things you don't know. You know, don't, 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 don't be quick. Many people are so quick to say, oh, yeah, that's it. I see the way he does things. No, 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 no. It's a spirit of dishonor that is flying around. All right? And you must not participate because the kingdom of God, honor, is very important. The last scripture I'm going to read, Ephesians chapter, I mean Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders. Submit to their authority because they keep, over watch, they keep watch over you 
as those who must give an account. Look, your spiritual leaders will give an account. All right? Don't be the, the person that gives them all the toughest time. You want to prove you are smarter. You want to prove they are wrong. You want to prove that they don't know what they are doing. I mean, you want to prove all that. And most people will do that. They are actually doing worse in their personal life. So most critics will talk about oh, these men of God, this, that. If you look at their life, they are doing worse. They are doing worse. I mean, if they are put there, they will do worse things. So he said, be careful. Oh, these ministers, you know, some of you think, oh, I'm better, better than them. That's not your business. God called them because he, he wanted to call them. So have confidence. Submit to them. They keep overwatch over you, and they will give account. As you will give account. They will give account of your followership. They will give account of their leadership. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. But that will be of no benefit to you. He said, you have no benefit by frustrating your leader. Many people, their job is just to frustrate their leader. Your ministry leader, your minister, the pastor, you even derive joy. When they say this, you take the opposite. And you go around and form your own group, your little camp. And you're discussing, you're saying that thing that pastor said, you are, you know, you do all those. He said, it doesn't help you. There are spiritual consequences. Praise the name of Jesus. So I'm going to wrap up. I'm sorry I took your time, but I I just feel this needs to, because we live in an age where dishonor is the order of the day. But that is not the lifestyle of the kingdom of God. You know, in the kingdom of God, first we must honor each other. All right? Leaders must also honor. I live by this. I, I don't want anybody to feel less because they are here, because they have contact with me. I don't want anybody to feel they are nobody because they are not rich. That's ungodly. And that's not our style here. All right? Nobody should feel less because they came here last year and somebody came here 12 years ago. That's not the style. Everybody's valued. Everybody is important. Why? Because they are made in God's image. I see everyone as a gift to this church. All right? Sometimes we might have to go through a lot to get that gift out. (laughs) And trust me, we're going to do whatever it takes. And the reason why? It's because there's a a value in everyone. There's a value in everyone. Sometimes people ask, why do you put up with some people? Because I see more in their lives than they see about themselves. And sometimes going after them, they don't even know you. It's because you see it. But sometimes, thank God, they always realize that. So I want everybody to be valued. We must honor all men. We must honor your parents. If you're here, a lot of young people, I want to let you know. You must honor your parents. Some of you, after this message, you might need to go and apologize to your parents because you've dishonored them. You've said things you are not supposed to say. You've devalued them. Again, I'm not saying you agree with them all the time. I'm not even sure they expect you to agree with them all the time. They know you from from day one that you will not always agree. (laughs) They know by now they figured out you have the mind of their own. But you know what? As long as they are alive, honor them. That's Christ's value. Be a blessing to them. 
All right? Financially, be a blessing. In whatever way you can, be a blessing. And God will bless you because of that. Even if you have parents that don't deserve it, I think you even be more blessed by honoring them. Because now God knows that you are going outside of your comfort zone to obey him. Hallelujah. Honor people in authority and honor people that teach you the word of God. Let's bow down our heads. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you that you will let this word sink in our hearts. If there's any area we don't fully understand, you will teach us further. If there's anything I've said today that is incorrect, cause us to forget them. But I know you have placed these words in my mouth by your spirit. I'm praying, Holy Spirit, you bring them to our remembrance whenever we need them. Make us people of honor. Who honor you? Who honor our parents? Who honor every human being because they are made in your image? Who honor leaders, both political leaders and spiritual leaders especially? Make us people who understand what honor is because you said those who honor you, you will honor. We want your honor to follow us because people who you honor, they are blessed, they are protected. When you place value on a people, you take care of them. That is what we want our life to be. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll say one last thing. If you are here, you have not fully given your life to Jesus. I don't want you to leave this place without doing so. You have not given God the honor he deserves in your life. I'm not going to make an altar call for you to come out, but I want you to be honest and sincere. The bulletin you were given, there's a tear off. I want you to fill it up and make a decision today to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.